Good day, my friends, and welcome to the Craig Shapiro Tennis Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the legendary Sergio Tacchini, brand worn by John McEnroe, Vitas Gerolitis, Novak Djokovic, and Gabriella Sabatini. Check them out at SergioTacchini.com. Also, I am proud to announce that Diodora, the brand made legendary by Bjorn Borg and currently worn by world number 28, Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, is the official shoe of the podcast. See them at Diodora.com. Today's guest has been coming on the show for the past few years and has quickly become the preeminent authority on tennis shoes courtesy of his playtests and dissections that he films and airs on his YouTube channel where he literally cuts open the shoes and gets down to the nitty gritty. He is the podiatrist, Dr. Zach Thomas, and this is the 2022 end of the season tennis shoe special. Are you in Pittsburgh? Right now, yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh for now. And you're pulling up stakes and moving to Columbus, Ohio. Yes, Columbus, Ohio. It's the new Wild West of the Midwest. (laughs) That's a big tennis hotbed. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's going to be a great move for you. Yeah, basketball, tennis. Yeah, it's definitely a um, – there's a a lot of players there, a lot of good players, and a lot of good places to collaborate and uh, do some things with some really good people. Hey, man, Ohio State, J.J. Wolf. The Ohio State tennis team is the real thing. Michael Torpegard trains there. And, you know, you know, a guy named Cass, David Cass, he is the preeminent uh, grand poobah of high-performance tennis there. So when you're there, you'll reach out. Uh, gentlemen, you hear the dissecting shoe tennis expert doctor, Dr. Zach Thomas is with us for the third annual shoe report. How are you, Dr. I can't believe you've let me back two more times since my first one. (laughs) Man, every time you come on, I get great feedback. People love to hear about your shoe adventures. Um, How have you been? Great, yeah, uh, everything's growing. Um, People are showing more interest in tennis shoes these days, which is great. Uh, I think people in a lot of other sports too are seeing the benefits of some of the um, some of the more technological benefits of tennis shoes, even in basketball and pickleball, not just tennis. Uh, it'd just be nice if we got some more tennis shoes to uh, review. It, they've been it's been a trickle, not so much a. a We're going to get to that, but for our listeners that don't know the program, Doctor Thomas, Foot Doctor Zach, he tears apart shoes play tests them, breaks them down. Sometimes he even creates his own like hybrids of the best stuff. I got to say, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things in tennis. He is the only one who does this. Our listeners find it fascinating. We normally do a five set format, but we don't do that with the shoe report, the shoe review. Um, I just want to talk about the hottest stuff and without doubt, um, just in, in advance of the U.S. Open, Coco Goff broke out her signature shoe, 19-year-old Coco Goff. Um, it's colorful, it's vibrant, and it was extremely heavily spoken about. Yeah. Um, it, people don't realize how important it is 
to actually have someone's name on the shoe. Like there's a lot of tennis shoes out there and, and yeah, like pros will wear them, but it doesn't have their name on it. It really shows that like New Balance specifically is putting money into her name, into a tennis player's name. And, and hopefully I, I'm, I'm hoping that inspires other companies to start looking at more promising young tennis players, putting their name on a shoe and starting lines of shoes. You know, I mean, you've, you're on the 20th iteration of the LeBron. You're on the 15th of the Kevin Durant shoe, you know? And so I, it's, I think she was a good person to kind of start the line with, you know, even like, you know, the only other one we have is, is the Roger and he's gone. Um, I mean, Rafa doesn't even have the shoe. Rafa doesn't have a signature shoe. Rafa doesn't even have a shoe. Now, tell us about the shoe. So the Coco CG1 is, is for all intents and purposes, an outdoor basketball shoe. It's got way more oomph under the midsole, which means it is meant for jump force. It is meant to give you a launch. Um, the outsole of it is meant to slide. It is one of the, it's one of the few shoes out there that is if you don't slide on a hard court, you, you might not like it as much. Um, it's got super like chunky tread. It's just and it, the, the uppers. If you look at it, like unlike a lot of other tennis shoes now, the uppers are synthetic leather. They're not textile. So they're much more meant for containment. They're a mid top, which you don't see a lot of mid top shoes out there except for prints. Right. So it's meant for a much more aggressive style of play. It's meant to, the shoes meant to be beat up, which I love because the way tennis is being played right now, you need a shoe you can beat up. Um, you know, you need a shoe that can, that can handle sliding for three hours on end. So, uh, Dr. Thomas, now just to be clear, is this shoe made for men and women? Is this a, a... Yes, this is a unisex shoe. So it is sold the same width, the same everything. You either buy it in, in the men's or women's and it has the same, it has the uh, like the sizing that you would buy for both. Men's and um, women's. The person that does that is... Yeah, same, same exact, exact shoe. shoe, same exact shoe. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Yeah. Go on, continue. Yeah. And so another person that does that is Steph Curry in the NBA. All of his shoes are unisex. So that is a, that is a growing trend now that they're making shoes just kind of with a straight last. I never heard of a signature women's shoe being available for men. Um, and how's the shoe? It's phenomenal. Um, it's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it's, if you don't like, here's the thing, if you're not used to a mid top, because all the shoes that are coming out now in tennis are getting more minimal and more minimal and more minimal. And this one comes out and it's a boat. Um, but it, it takes an hour or two to break in, to get used to, to get used to the footwork it wants you to put in there. But once you do, it's one of the most responsive and fast side to side moving shoes that I've ever put on. It, it's not, it's, it's not a track shoe, right? It's, it's not the Uber Sonic. It's not the solution speed of the vapor, but for side to side speed and containment of your foot, I mean, it's just, there's, there's really nothing. You, you can tell they, they spent a ton of time on this thing. I mean, this was not a fly-by-night shoe. Is that shoe available? Where, where, where does no. one find that shoe? <laughs> right now, you can find it on StockX, which is like the, the stock exchange for sneakers. Um, mm -hmm. New Balance sent out units at the U.S. Open. Everybody sold out. So my, my buddies over at Tennis Point USA said they got them, and they were gone that day. And you know, and that was it. Um, I got mine sent to me from New Balance. So I got test units sent out to me, that, luckily. Um, but I think myself and one other shoe reviewer got them. And he was a basketball shoe reviewer. 
and that's been it. They said they're they said they should be ready for mass market soon um, to get them out, but they wanted to kind of judge. You know, I think they were probably trying to gauge the response of them. They're probably trying to build some hype around it, and I think they did a good job because. If you look at the views on this video versus my other tennis videos, it's just blowing them all out of the water. Everybody wants to know about it. Uh, and so I, and I've had very little comments on people that have actually worn them that have not liked them. So usually it's like 50, 50. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool that there's a teenage woman pro tennis player that has her own shoe. I mean, that is bad to the bone. Listen, you know that um, I just announced a big deal with Diodora. Yeah, it's awesome. They just sent me a, a they just sent me pretty much every pair of shoes known to mankind. What are your thoughts about Diodora right now? So Diodora has been over the last, I'd say, two and a half years. I mean, I, I'm not sponsored by Diodora, so I can say this without any impunity, but in the last two and a half years, they've been by far the, the best shoe manufacturer in tennis. There's it's not it's not even close. Why? Um why Lotto is Lotto, well, just because they make a shoe that has the containment of something more maximalist, but is more speed focused, like something like a vapor, like in the blue shield, the five, now the Tornio. Now they also have, you know, a few other shoes in their lineup that are meant more for just speed, like to compete with the vapor line. So, which is the one that Davidovich Fokina uses. Uh, I believe I think he's in the Tornios now. I think he was in the fives. Now he's in the Tornios. And now, I mean, the, and now like the, the Blue Shield line went from the one, two, three, four, five. Now it's on Tornio. Um, and it's basically just, it's the same shoe, which is more like a buttery upper. It's just, it's not as, as stiff of an upper. A buttery um, upper. That, yeah. A yeah, buttery upper. Same, yeah. Just a little more flexible, easier to break in, not as kind of stiff. Uh, so I've, you know, I, I've really been, liking what they're doing and at least with Diodora they're more experimenting with new things they're not afraid to try I mean they're they've got like the plastic stays on their shoes now that make them a little bit more durable um you know and it, I, I like it when a company like Diodora or Lotto really tries to put like innovation in a shoe and not just regurgitate the same stuff over and over and over and over again um so, and, and I think that's why you look, you know, a lot of their shoes are sold out on a lot of sites, same with Lotto, uh, because they're, they're actually making things that the people want to wear. One of my more um, vigorous fans, he, he goes by Shankar Tennis on uh, Twitter. He wanted to ask you if you had any recommendations for individuals that prefer a more zero drop type shoe rather than an elevated heel for tennis. What does that mean? Zero drop type shoe. I know that that's one of your, that's one of your words. It means the height of the heel is relatively the same as the height of the forefoot. So it's, it's more of a minimalist shoe, right? So, so there's no tilt. Your, your heel is not high up on the ground. The problem with those are is unless you're really used to playing in zero drop shoes, and unless you really like that and you're super flexible, um, people that's how people tear Achilles tendons because you're loading your Achilles more right it sounds painful to me just the description sounds bad like it sounds like you're putting like mega strain on you're, the back you're heel yeah mega loads on your Achilles so same with your plantar fascia too mega loads and in something like tennis or basketball when most of your motion is forward or side to side 
having your heel tilted up, even just, you know, I mean, most of the heel to toe drops are less than a centimeter, right? I mean, it's, there's usually not, not a, a huge drop on them, but it's enough to where your momentum is going forward so that when you come down off of a serve, your foot loads a little gentler on the ground. So you don't develop Achilles tendonitis, things like that. When you're sprinting, when you're going serving and volleying, right? When you step down, the shoe is already pushing forward. So when you come down, the shoe is, is starting to go forward. So it's, it's mimicking the motion of tennis, right? It's, so it's, it's a more like ergonomic type design for the sport it's designed for. Same with basketball, right? When you're going up for a jump shot where you're going up and then you're trying to charge the net or you're, so there's, there's a lot of reasons that you would want to shoe with an elevated heel plus all the shock of tennis. I mean, tennis, I mean, it shocks your Achilles and your plantar fascia like you wouldn't believe. So that that's why typically no tennis shoe is going to have a zero drop. Um, I think the Adidas Stycon got close to a zero drop, but that was, they, they haven't made that in years. So that that's really the only one I would say that comes close. Stycon. That was that wacky shoe with no laces. The laceless. Yeah. Oh man. That was, that was, that was different. No one played in that shoe. Now. I love them. <laughs> sorry. I love them. You loved them. Yeah, I just, I mean, I thought it was something different. You know, they were trying something. I, th- I thought it was cool. You know, I mean, they may not have worked great because they were so heavy and things, but I mean, I like the, I like the, I like the effort. Uh, Adidas, um, you know, you see a lot of the, the, that barricade was the hot to trot flavor. Mm-hmm. What's, what's going on over at Adidas? Um, so right now, Adidas is the barricade and the Ubersonic. Um, and the Ubersonic is, is, a, is a great performing shoe. I think that's one of the better performing shoes on the market right now. Um, it's not the most comfortable shoe. It's not the most durable. The Barricade... feels like it's made out of uh, uh, wax paper. Yeah, well, it's all elastic. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a super minimal shoe. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's meant for speed and light, light of footness, I guess you could say. Um, the, the Barricade has had a lot of mixed reviews... If you're a flat, narrow foot, like low volume, I mean, they're probably one of the better ones out there because they just envelop your foot so much. They have such a good lockdown on them. So that's the one great thing about the barricade. They will lock your foot in like you wouldn't believe. They just have elastic eyelets for the laces. And so it's hard to tie them down tight enough because you just keep cranking on the elastic. And so you end up with just like kind of hot spots on the laces. Um, I think if they got rid of those, I think it would, I think it would solve 99.9% of the problems with barricade. And I think in the next iteration of it, you'll probably see learning from this new iteration of it, making it a little bit more of a comfortable shoe. The barricades never been comfortable, right? They're, they're always meant for performance. Um, but this one, I, I just think, I just think needs just some tweaks. And I, I think, I think it's, a, I think it's a super elite shoe. Another one of my listeners, Henry Kiroga, once said, he said this quote, no diss on Adidas, but could Zverev's injury during the semis of the French have been prevented with proper shoe gear and ankle support? Yeah, if you recall, he, he rolled his ankle bad and took himself out for essentially the remainder of the year. Yeah, so that was a grade three. That was a grade three, which, which means that thing just rubbed. I mean, he, he needed, I think, I think he actually had to have to have a he tore ligaments. Yeah. I think he had actually had to have a graft put in like a, actually a synthetic ligament or a, an auto, or, or a, a fake one. Um, no shoe is going to prevent something with that much force. Maybe like a grade one ankle sprain where it just kind of bruises or just stretches a little bit, maybe, 
you know, a, a shoe can change that trajectory, but especially on clay, if he was on a divot, he's super tall, right? He's kind of awkward, you know, when, when we get that tall, those ligaments are not meant to have to, to kind of contain that much torque and no amount of synthetic textile around your foot is going to stop that. What have we learned about Rafa's foot problems and shoe shoes over this past year? Um, well, I mean, his, you know, if you look, if you look at his shoe, you, I mean, I've, I've never actually seen the inside of it, but I'm guessing there's a pretty strong plate under there that's stopping a lot of the motion of the foot. I'm sure he's in custom orthotics as well, but remember his condition, Mueller-Weiss syndrome is progressive. So he's going to keep degrading those joints and he might be able to stop the pain for a while, but no shoe, no orthotic is, is going to stop. He's, he's going on pure, just gut at this point. Like he's just gutting out matches. He is just, it's, it's, he's just force of will at this point. You know, that, that's the only thing saving. Do you know about this affliction he has this, this, what is it? Mueller? Mueller Weiss. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've treated a few people with it in my career. Yeah. I mean, it's devastating. What is it? Uh, it's where the, the, so the, the bone that makes up the arch of your foot and the navicular, basically like the keystone bone of your foot. Um, when you're a baby, uh, the artery or the blood flow to it stops. It, it cuts off. It doesn't develop properly. And so over the years, because that bone is like a nutcracker, right? It keeps getting hit every time you walk. It's, it's taken force from both sides, your ankle and your, and your forefoot. And so over time, when it's not getting enough blood flow to survive, the bone starts to die. And as that bone starts to die, the joints on both sides of it become arthritic. So now you got a collapsed bone and you got arthritis on top of it. And the more you use it, the more it's going to degrade. So typically with that, that's, that goes on to what we call multi-level fusion, which means you have to fuse multiple joints in your foot to bypass that area. All he's doing is injecting stem cells into there and trying to get it to just heal enough in between when he has to play. And then he's probably shooting up Novocaine or Toradol or something for pain. Um, right there. Like, because he was getting injections into his foot and people were saying, oh, he's putting steroids into there. It's nonsense. He was just getting the same sort of painkillers that NFL players get at halftime. That, that's it. Um, Still not so. great for you, Doc, by the way. <laughs> not good for no you. i mean it's no. you know i mean it's, it's you know if, if there is something painful that means something you know that's a symptom right so that's something is going wrong um but basically win. yeah i mean to, to win and to play his level right now he's just using force of will that's really it anything uh we should know about nike coming uh this year do we see anything interesting i saw i'm guessing it's the new vapor cage on a few people i think Radakanu was wearing it um, but they haven't really put much new out and what besides the court zoom next. And that's been, what it. is, what is Alcaraz wear? He's in the vapor pro. Is that a good shoe? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a love hate either. Uh, there's people that hate it or people that really, I I've liked it. I've had no issues with it. It's the same shoe as the vapor 10 with, a a lighter upper. That's it. It's the same shoe. The midsole and the outsole is the exact same shoe. The upper is just a little bit lighter. That's it. It doesn't have, you know, it's, it's not as padded, but people hate it. What can you tell us about the Roger, Roger Federer uh, on running on shoe? So the Roger pro is meant for professional tennis. It's not durable. It's a super soft rubber. 
It's flat tread. It's meant to be played on super well-maintained hard courts. So new, newly laid hard court. It'll grip fantastic. It gives you a really nice feel. Your feet feel the ground really great. But durability wise, I was running through the treads after like two days playing them. I was almost, I was almost. Wow. The Roger so, Pro. The <laughs> that's the thing. If you go on On's website and you look at the description of the shoe, it says it is meant for Roger Federer to play professional tennis. And for a while they said, and this is why we're not mass marketing it because this is meant for him. This is his shoe. Well, it sounds like it's, it's not meant for, it's it's more meant for players who just retired to play an exhibition yeah. once a year <laughs> right <laughs> once a match um yeah i mean that that's the thing for for when it's new it's i mean it, it it's out of this world it's just that um you know in a month it, it's going to be gone you know forget it you got to throw them in the garbage casper rude uh he and stan warinka you know these guys are in yonix from head to toe yeah can you tell us anything about those yonix uh shoes yeah, I mean, the Yonex, so the Eclipsian line is one of the best all-court shoes you can get, even in, wow. the, even in their hard-court shoe version. Wow. In terms of playing on clay, hard, carpet, whatever, uh, there's really not a better performance shoe out there. Um, your foot actually sinks into the tread on that shoe, so the tread kind of comes up around you, almost like a, almost like a bumper car. And so it, the balance on the Eclipsian four, three and now the Eclipsian four, it's probably like the best balanced shoe out there. So if you're someone with balance issues or want something for, to give you like, you know, to kind of aid in balance, that's like the best balanced shoe out there. Um, they're not the most like plush and comfortable shoes in the forefoot because you ride so low. But in, like I said, in terms of performance and sure footedness, that they're just, they're unmatched. What is the value of orthotics? Well, the, the value of orthotics is left up to the individual. Does everybody need them? Absolutely not. Um, do they have a benefit? Uh, I think it's pretty clear that an orthotic will lower the loads on your foot and lower the work um, that is required. Um, but, you know, a lot like me, I, I don't like orthotics. They annoy me. I, I just, I can never get used to them. My foot's super high. I just, I don't like them. Um, but if you need them, if you're someone that gets a lot of strain in their arch or, you know, someone that, you know, has been suffering from tendonitis or you're just someone that, you know, maybe like, like I said, you're a professional or a working professional player. Like you're on the challenger circuit every single week trying to get points to qualify for the next grand slam. That's when it's a good idea to have them because over those hours and hours and weeks and weeks and months and months on court, they will lower the workload on your foot enough to give you a little bit more of an advantage come the later stages of a tournament. Stepping into the box with the, the foam is the way I've had orthotics made. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say definitively whether they've helped me or not, or if, but what do you recommend people that, are in the market for orthotics do? So usually, so if someone's coming into my office and they want customs, um, I usually tell them to get a pair of good, like, you know, well-known over the counters and see if they like them, you know, spend $30 before you spend 300, right? So put a pair of power steps in your shoes or whatever, and whatever brand um, and see, you know, do they fit well? 
You know, do you like them? Do they annoy you after three days? You know, do, you, do your feet feel fresher afterwards? Is your lower back feeling better? Do your knees have less shock? Okay, yes. All right. Well, if you like those, then great. That over the counter, that's like driving a GMC or a Chevy. If you want the Cadillac, get the custom. Both will get you where you need to go. One just going to be more comfortable. What can you tell us about Lotto? So Lotto has been, I mean, the Raptor is one, the best shoe I think that's come out in the last five, 10 years, probably. You just can't get them. You know, they, they sell out and then it's, it's hard to get them back. I mean, they're- So you're I mean, telling I've, me Lotto, sorry, Doc, you, you're telling me Lotto makes a very good shoe. Yeah, the so the Raptor is- I mean, it is like everything a tennis shoe should be. I mean, that is the best shoe I have probably ever seen. Um, the the mid the foam in it is just perfect for tennis. The shape is perfect. The grip, it's light enough. It's durable enough. I mean, it's just it's like the perfect shoe. And you can't get them. You just can't, you can't get them. It, well, and they're pretty expensive. I mean, I mean they're I mean let's, they're I mean let's call a spade a spade. They're they're pricey shoes. How much so, are they? I remember when they first came out, the Raptor was like 180 or something. Uh, so I mean, they're I think that price came down as the as the um as the pandemic winded down and they could they, they could produce them easier. Cuz remember they're made in Italy, so it's, you know, I mean that was was real, you know, they were shut down for a while. So I think now that price I remember seeing them on I remember seeing them and they the price had come down, but they, they were expensive. You couldn't get them, but everyone that wears them likes them, you know. And now, what about Fila? A lot of you know, one of Fila, Fila is always trying to get their players to play in their shoe. Yeah. So the Speed Serve that just came out is is a huge step up from the Axelus because um, that was a very soft shoe. It was comfortable. It was like it was like wearing a pillow. It was really it was, it was a really comfortable shoe. It's just it, it, there wasn't a ton of containment in it. So the new ones, the speed serve, much more containment, much more like made for side to side movement. So I, I think I think you'll start to see more and more of their pros playing in that shoe. I think that that'll that'll catch some attention better. K Swiss. So K Swiss, I mean K Swiss is like shooting efficient, like shooting fish in a barrel in terms of like the club players. I, you, you go to a tennis club, everyone wears them because they're little bit more wide they're a little more comfortable to play in you know they're easy to break in um and i mean they're fine you know there's there's nothing i I mean i like the uh i think the the supremes have been my favorite because there are if you like if you want the a6 court ff2 like the novak one but you don't want to pay the price of the a6 or you don't want the slipper tongue or whatever you can get the this uh the the case was ultra the supreme and it's very, very similar shoe, just a little bit easier to break in. K-Swiss makes a shoe similar to Asics, and everybody's wearing Asics all over the place, man. Yeah, and Asics hasn't come out with a new shoe either in a while. How long? Uh, what, the solution? The new Solution Speed came out, what, over, a, I think it was like a year ago, over a year ago. They're still on the Gel Resolution 8. I was reviewing that shoe when I first started the channel. You know, you know, that was like two and a half years ago. And that it was, it was old news then. Um, the Cord FF2, there is a Cord FF3, the Novak one. There's a Cord FF3 out there. It has not come to market. I've seen it. It's, I mean, it's, it's super similar to the FF2. 
but it just, it hasn't come to market yet. So I'm wondering like, when's it coming? You know, Dr. Thomas, uh, one thing that we haven't talked about socks. Yeah. I've been seeing that you've been pushing the action to Bombas, Bomba, mm-hmm. Bombas, Bombas. That's an expensive sock. Yes, it um, is. Talk to me about socks. What should people be doing about their socks? So socks are not a, a miracle cure for anything. That's, that's the first thing I should say. But when I started doing my sock reviews, um, I was going more with like the flagship brands. And I was noticing that I was wearing holes through them really quick. And the only ones I wasn't wearing holes through were the Bombas ones. And I actually, I actually reached out to them to do some like, you know, collaborative content uh, because I, you know, I knew I was going to be recommending them. Um, and you really do that thing with, especially with any clothes or shoes or anything, you get what you pay for, uh, at least in my opinion. Um, are they the only sock out there? No, of course not. Um, but they've been what I've liked and kind of what I've used personally. And so if I use something personally, I usually reach out for collaboration because I know that I can speak on them with some sort of genuine interest and, and genuine, um, you know, admiration for them. You know, I'm just going to go out and push, you know, something stupid. What makes the Bomba sock a good sock? So remember they, they make the same socks as like other people do, right. They have a Merino wool sock, there's cotton, you know, there's synthetic blends. But what I like about them is, is their socks are all super durable. So when you buy a Merino wool sock, because you want better like moisture management or temperature control on your shoe. Two years later, the sock is, it's, it's still performing like a new sock. It still feels like a new sock. Um, whereas some other ones, you're rubbing holes through them. They stink to high heaven. You know, you're, you're getting blisters. Um, but you know, the, the, the Bombus tennis crew sock that I got two what, two and a half years ago for my first, I, it's still, it's still pink or peach, whatever color they are. They still have all the, they, they still feel like a brand new sock. Are you still so, a fan of the Thorlo? Yes. And I do like Thorlo a ton. Um, they are super padded, but they retain a lot of uh, airflow through them. So that's why I like Thorlo a lot. They also aren't as constricting on your leg, but they stay up. So that's why I like Thorlo. Thorlo is also a super expensive sock, but you get what you pay for with them. Um, that being said, I also have like five-year-old polo socks that I got at Macy's on sale that are still fine. Um, you know, I have some Adidas socks I've worn forever, you know, that I still have, I won't let go of, but um, like every little thing helps, you know, if you want to be comfortable in your shoes, every little thing helps. And for me, when I'm on court all the time, I mean, I'm on, I'm on court constantly, if I'm not at work, I'm on court. Um, and so for me, I want something that's going to be durable enough and comfortable enough that I'm not rubbing blisters, getting athletes foot, things like that. Anything we should know about that I haven't uh, mentioned here, Doc? I don't think. That's a pretty comprehensive list. Doc, you are Foot Dr. Zach on YouTube? Foot Dr. Zach on YouTube, Foot Dr. Zach on Instagram. And that's how we all can find you and learn about your... uh, dissections and play testings and all those kind of things yeah as of right now that's kind of where i'm i'm at in a, at some point there will be a new i'll have a website up and everything and there'll be some other things that i'll be able to do 
uh, which will be really exciting for me. And I think for, you know, for people that are seeking things. Um, so, but for now, yeah, that's where you can find me on YouTube and on Instagram. Uh, but there will be more in this kind of arena coming up soon. The foot doctor, Zach Thomas, uh, once again, bringing the heavy, heavy knowledge of the shoe game to the podcast. I uh, cannot thank you enough. Enjoy this back end of the year, the fall and the winter. Safe travels and uh, good luck with your move to Columbus, Ohio. And you are released. Thanks so much for having me again. Huge thank you to Dr. Zach Thomas and thank you to Sergio Tacchini. See them at SergioTacchini.com and welcome aboard Diodora. See them at Diodora.com and be on the lookout for more as there is a lot coming up on the show. Max Loeb edited the show. Our music is by Brian Senti. We'll be back next time with more of the most interesting voices in the sport. Until then, I'm Craig Shapiro and you are released.